We are so glad you decided to join us today for our Compelled podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you. We would love for you to message us on social media and connect through our website at compelled316.com. Now let's get started. Bob Morrison is here to get us thinking about what it means to live a compelled life. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, it's a stormy night in the middle of the USA tonight. Uh, A big section of the Midwest is seeing tornadoes like breaking out everywhere. And with those tornadoes comes a lot of unknown. Uh, Our tornadoes, obviously the wind can be 120, 150 miles an hour and it'll rip trees up by the roots, um, level houses, tear the roofs off houses, flip cars over, sometimes flatten houses. I've been doing disasters now for so long and I travel all over the Midwest and the central part of America to go to tornado disaster zones. And one of the places I went was Oklahoma. And I was able to see something amazing there. There was a family that had essentially lost everything. The only thing left of their house was just the concrete pad where the house would have been standing. And at that time, every one of the family members was either away from home or in a storm shelter. So they all survived. And when people come crawling out of a storm shelter and their house is gone, it has this profound effect on you because it's your identity, is your stuff. Now I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that we in America, if you interview someone and say, what's your idea of the American dream? They'll say a house with a yard, with a couple kids and maybe a boat. And you know, they have a certain kind of car they want to drive or they have a big screen TV. And all those things become what defines them as a person. And even if you go to um, some faraway places and ask them about how do you define success, they will typically tell you I'm successful because I have a car that costs this much money. I'm successful because I have a house with this many rooms in it. Or I'm successful because I have um, a motorcycle and a boat and a jet ski, and I take vacations. But if I stop and I think about those storms that sweep through a town, and suddenly, you know, hundreds of people are left without anything but the clothes on their back. The very first day after that tornado defines how they're going to be for maybe the next six months to a year. And some do really well, and some do terrible. I've seen people lay down in their yard and wail. And I think, oh man, they must have had somebody die. They've lost a family member, and they say, no, everybody's okay, but we lost all our stuff. Or I've had people who literally walked up to me and said, "Um, my life is over. My life is over because it tore my house down, and I lost all my stuff. And I keep going over that in my mind 
each disaster, and I've done a bunch. Some years I've driven 100,000 miles to tornado after tornado, hurricanes, floods, and the battle cry seems to be the same everywhere. Neighborhoods standing out in the street crying, hugging each other, saying we've lost everything. And I think somewhere along the way, we've lost the ability to see how blessed we are. I mean, right now, there are places in the world where people are getting by on a couple dollars a day, knowing that 90% of the Earth's population doesn't even own a car. I heard a really crazy statistic, and I want you to think about this for a minute. It says the amount of money that America, the United States, spends on ice cream is enough to take care of every living person on the earth in terms of food, clothing, general shelter. Yeah, I know, it makes me pause too. Just what we spend on ice cream in one year. And don't get me started about what everybody in America does spend on their pets or on their entertainment. I meet people all the time that'll be on vacation somewhere and I'll say, oh man, you're out here on the beach enjoying this time for a couple weeks. How do you manage that? And they'll say, oh, we just put it on a credit card. They went into debt just so they could tell people they went on vacation or just to tell themselves we deserve this. Let's go take a vacation. But the reality is that's not what should define us. What should define us is if we can make the world a better place. And I'm not saying that that's easy. And I'm not saying that it won't cost something. I think we all know that it does. But the trick is to figure out how does that fit in to the Bible? And the easiest one, the easiest verse that pops into my head is where uh, in the New Testament, Jesus says that it's about storing up treasures in heaven, not to store up treasures on this earth. Now, I think that all of us know that in America, it's kind of hard to get around without a car. And it is hard to survive without a roof over your head. The issue becomes how much we want to spend on a car <clears throat> or how much we want to spend on a house. I mean, come on, dude. I've seen houses that in Indiana, where I was born and raised, 2,000, 3,000 square feet homes for under 100 grand. That same house down in the Keys, 900 grand to over a million dollars. It's all perspective. It's about what people are willing to pay to stare at the ocean versus staring at a cornfield. And to be able to say to your friends or family, oh yeah, yeah, I got a house I paid $900,000 for, doesn't seem like something that I really want to celebrate. That's a lot of debt. And one of the issues with debt is it, it locks you down and it keeps you from traveling around and helping other people. I meet people pretty regular 
who traveled to the United States from far away. And I met this uh, couple from Germany, really cool couple, and they were vacationing down in the Keys. And he said, you know, for us to come to the Keys for a couple weeks and for all of our flights and our food and our hotels and our making our way through Florida from New York, he said, we spent about $15,000. And I said, man, I hate that. It costs you that much because you could have just came and stayed with me for free. And he said, but why would you do that? And I said, because that's really what the Bible teaches us is to be cheerful guest, cheerful host, I mean, not guest. We should be cheerful host and we should entertain guests whenever we can. And the idea that someone spent $15,000 just to come see the ocean and hang out in the sun, that's heartbreaking. Think of all the good we could do with that 15 grand. I think of all the villages that I know of in Africa and faraway places and how much we could feed kids with that money. And just by saying, hey, you know what? You can come to America and just stay with me. But here's the, here's the uh, disclaimer is I want you to take a third of the money you would have spent on the trip and help people who can't help themselves. You know, food or, or to dig a well in Africa or to take care of the impoverished down in the Dominican or in Haiti. To do something noble with your money in such a way that you don't benefit. To do something that helps other people and maybe make a difference in their life. Sometimes I think when a tornado hits, <clears throat> there is tragedy. I, I admit that. There's tragedy in every tornado. But beyond the tragedy, there's a chance for change. And the chance for change is that we could say, you know what? I lost my house, but I didn't really need all that stuff anyway. So now I'm going to rebuild a smaller version of the house I had. And I'm not going to have quite as much stuff but I'm going to count my blessings. And because it's a smaller house, I have less debt, which means I can travel and help people in other places who need my help. It all comes down to perspective of what you think you need versus what you want. And I think that tonight as the tornadoes are sweeping their way through Arkansas and Illinois and Missouri I even saw that Indiana's on the map and, and they're in the crosshairs tonight. That maybe by tomorrow, things are gonna change for a lot of people. And my prayer is that we do what we always do, that everybody who can help goes and shows up there and says, I'm here, I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for your family. I'm here to help you find your way out of this disaster zone. I'm gonna help you by cleaning up the mess and give you a hug and I'm gonna pray for you and bring you meals and I'm gonna give you transportation to find your way around during the storm's recovery. And at the end of that, maybe they're changed. Maybe they're changed in such a way that they say the next storm, I'm gonna go help somebody. And it becomes this chain reaction. You heard me talk about it, the ripple effect, that chain reaction. And I really believe if we all respond to these storms and we go into communities and we try to make it a better place for everybody, help them recover, then maybe we can make the world a better place because all of those people that we helped say, now it's my turn to go out and help someone else. 
Hey, this is Bob Morrison. I'll see you somewhere out there. We are truly thankful you chose to spend some time with us here at Compelled. If you enjoyed today's message, we encourage you to like it, share it on social media, and check out our website, compelled316.com. God bless you, and we hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you somewhere out there.